Welcome to Metaphysical Perspectives, where we explore all aspects of reality, both seen and unseen. Brought to you by MysticalWares.com and produced by CosmicReality.com. And we are live. I'm hoping you're with me there, Derek. We are, and Jalissa has joined me. Thank you, everybody. Welcome to Metaphysical Perspectives. And we're going to kind of just, um, as, as we sometimes do on this show, go all over the place, talk about all types of topics and, and what's happened in the past week, um, and then kind of see where it takes us from there. And we are lining up uh, future show guests for the upcoming episodes. Um, and we'll announce them as we get them lined up. But but really, this shows you know, about just that, metaphysical perspectives about what's going on day to day um, and what we, you know, and the uh, different circumstances you can say we find ourselves in. So actually, I was going to bring it back to uh, Jalissa and let her say hi. Hello, good morning and welcome everyone. It's nice to be here. I'm sorry, I missed the last show. I usually like to listen in so we can um, lead into more topic or topics or go into more detail about whatever was discussed, but I missed it, unfortunately. So, how are you doing, Nancy? No. Nope, we had you. In <laughs> I, I, I was doing good until I couldn't unmute the mic. I know so when I'm pushing it down, I'm live, but then if I let go of it, it goes back into a mute thing. Uh, you know, you got a Yeti. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry you missed it too because it was a really interesting, it went by fast, I'll tell you that much. Um, it was a very interesting uh, conversation we had with Yasmin West, and, and we're talking about the Eagle, the, the Shungite um, energy devices that Walt Silva makes. So I'm doing good. Oh, nice. Yeah, um, I'm still just so intrigued by our last uh, metaphysical perspectives um, when we had Walt on and we spoke about human design. And, well, of course, we all know how different we are, but just how our bodies work too um not just physically but energetically and um what our minds do how our brains process things um i don't think we even talked much about that but i always like to explain to people how some people are colorblind and we'll see red as green 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 as red and so we never really know what someone else um perceives or what it is that they see and beauty really is in the eye of the beholder so that's cool no that's a great point i'm actually glad you brought the human design we'll have to have um nancy walt back on hopefully he's willing to and uh, we'll do a whole show on walt and uh and then you know the different aspects of human design um and get into more of that on a future episode as well i think uh just so you had a couple topics we had chatted about maybe you wanted to bring up you want to jump into that well um with the human desi design, uh, it made me think about, well, human behavior and um, people's moral compass and how they're able to decipher right from wrong. Um, I've spoke a little bit about my special needs kitty. Her name's Laguna. She is deaf and blind, and she has a neurological condition where she uh, shakes. Um, so there's a loss of muscle and her inability to use her muscle but she is just this little fur ball of love and I'm so happy that we met her and that she's a part of our family but so 
my dog passed away in January. And since my dog has been gone, so we have two cats, we've had issues with raccoons coming into our yard and eating the cat food. And um, my cat Laguna, she got, um, we got her used to being in the backyard because it's fully fenced. And she doesn't, she does make her way around the property uh, pretty easily. But um, since the dog's been gone, um, these raccoons have been coming in. And we've seen them out there with Laguna also out there. And she's just laying there. She can sense that they're there. But, you know, everything's been calm. And, you know, we get the raccoons to leave. But was it last week? She was attacked. She had three raccoons on top of her. And I was like, oh, my gosh, get off of her. And I was freaking out because I saw them. Um, and I didn't want Laguna to get hurt, of course. But how do I? Um, but it, it didn't make complete sense to me why, like how my cat is OK. Of course, you know, shook up, startled, um, upset. She had uh, she must have had a couple scratches on her, but nothing too terrible. She was actually OK. I'm like, well, what's what was going on? She should have been torn to shreds. So it got me thinking. I was like, or those raccoons were totally just bullying on her, just picking on her. Like they, like I said, she could should have easily have been torn up. So why that didn't happen? I was like, oh, well, like people, my kids were really upset about it. They're like, what, Laguna? Those raccoons are bad. Raccoons are terrible. I'm like, no, no, not all raccoons are like that. It's just like people. Some people are good. Some people are bad. Um, and those were just raccoons being bullies and picking on uh, less fortunate because yeah she's completely innocent she has no way of defending herself so um i like to try to take those moments of what's happening to try to explain to my kids uh, about the world and people's differences and right from wrong and it's just opened up a whole um i don't know way of talking about things julius i had a very strange thing similar to that happen to me with raccoons We've had raccoons around here forever and ever. I've never known of them to attack an animal or be, you know, anywhere. I mean, normally if the dogs see them, they 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 don't they don't run because they they keep their eye on the dog. If the dog gets too close, they're going to react to the dog, you know. But basically, it's been a you know an okay situation. And I went out to feed, put down the food, not for. Well, I don't even know who's eating it now, but I put put food out uh, for the wild animals. You know, the raccoons, the possums, whoever gets there first gets to eat, you know. And so I'm putting it out, and I walked through the front door, but it, I had no reason to turn around and lock the front door. And so I just was out there, and I bend over to put the food down, and all of a sudden I hear this screaming screaming and it's only about maybe 10 15 feet from me i have no clue as to what's happening and in that momentary movement of me opening up the door and bending down to put down the food the dog had come out of the house i didn't even feel him or know it he had jumped over the wall on the porch and was now engaged in some kind of a frolicking, screaming, I, I mean, it was like somebody was getting hurt, you know what I'm saying? And I'm screaming at the dog now that I realize the dog is out there, and 
you know, and and then I see three raccoons, and I'm like, oh, freaking out. I'm totally freaking out. I'm thinking, oh, the cats, uh, the dog is either hurt, because they can kill a dog. I've, I've known of situations, but he's a big dog. So I'm like freaking out about the raccoons, and he comes in, and I'm looking at him. I don't see nothing on him, not a mark on not nothing, you know? And I was like, well, what was this all about? And I'm not sure. I think, Derek, you may have said something to me, but somebody else did. They said maybe they weren't raccoons. Maybe there were some other entity that was out there, and the dog was, because it was just so weird. But again, the same situations. I didn't check the raccoons, but that dog should have had some kind of marks on him because he was screaming too. So I wonder what that is all about. Derek, you got any read on it? Um, <clears throat> I'll give a little bit and put it, um, and I'll, I'll just put it this way. So not just humans have what many of us call spirit guides, things like that. So do animals and they have other entities around them. Um, and they're, you know, often they're not in human form. So yeah, if we're talking about a raccoon running around in your backyard, no, typically not that it can't be, but Typically, it's not like a, an invisible human entity floating around out there the dog's going after. It's another critter or a whole different feeling or energy. Um, so that's probably what that was in that case. And I've seen that, too. I've seen, um, I don't know, they come through as like little light beings and stuff at night around raccoons and possums. So just, again, etheric critters, so other animals, we can call them, um, that that's often what the dogs and cats are picking up on. And I've seen them come in our house. Our cats, all four cats at once, will... We'll hear something. I'll pick up my spider senses. Will kick off, and I'll feel that something's entered our environment. And I'm like, "Oh, what's that?" And then, and it's just me doing my woohoo stuff, as I jokingly call it. So, none of the other humans sitting around me are even paying attention because I'm not saying anything. Um, I'm just perceiving. But then, all of a sudden, all four cats and sometimes other animals in the environment, depending on the circumstance, will look over in the same area. Um, and what? And then I'll I'll start perceiving again, and I'll see that again. It's just like a I don't know. We sometimes we call them etheric nature entities down here on Earth. There's lots of ways of describing these things, but yeah, there's other entities, and they'll they'll come through, and the cats and dogs um, will see them. That's why often our cats or dogs, not just ours, but any cat or dog, just kind of stare off up in space somewhere. Well, they're they're usually perceiving something. And again, there's attachments and uh, and or other. Well, again, well, I'll just call them guides or extended family is another way of putting it that are around these these animals too. So that's usually what the uh, the dogs and cats are seen outside of the physical. Yeah, when the raccoons were on my cat, because I saw it happen, um, they had their teeth on her. Like, she had little fluffs of fur that got yanked out, and maybe they were just um, curious, um, because she's obviously different. Um, she can't hear herself. So when she meows, she meows really loud. And sometimes it sounds like um, something's happening. But I sometimes think that she might use it almost as like an echolocation type thing just to see or perceive what's around her. But yeah, she's the sweetest little thing. And sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe she sassed them when they kept coming back and trying to eat her food. Like, hey, you know, don't take all my food or uh, you should get out of here or something. Cause you know, she's smart and um, I think we all uh, feed off of each other. So she's one of us, she's, <laughs> she's my family. So that's something that I'd be like, Hey, what, you know, 
maybe you shouldn't be coming around. So she probably said something to the raccoons. <laughs> we do do that too. That's a great point she brought up because even not just animals, cats, raccoons, but humans will communicate from our, let's just use for ease of use, our higher self form or oversoul or spirit form, call it whatever. Um, but we will communicate to other humans and entities, so animals as well, from that level of perception, even if our 3D self doesn't know it. So long story short, yeah, Laguna could have been chit-chatting or, or getting a pissy attitude because uh, the cat raccoons would come and steal our food. And I don't blame her. I'd get mad too. It's food. Um, but yeah, there's a whole nother layer that happens out there. And it's usually like, um, I don't know, almost complete opposite of what you see in physical. So when I see the guides around, sometimes they're in angst and the human's not. It's not like it's exactly carbon copy of physical to etheric. Um, but yeah, we, we, because we're perceiving this reality usually from just the 3D or physical aspects, it's easy for us to forget about um, the etheric. The other, like Nancy mentioned in the last show, the other 90% of this reality is invisible and it's made and manipulated by our imagination and feelings. Well, kitties have imagination and feelings too. So yeah, there's a whole lot going on out there um, when that happens. Be it your dog instance, you're talking about Nancy or Laguna with the uh, the raccoons jumping or sort of thing. And she knows, just like if somebody walks up behind any one of us real quietly, you know, you're going to jokingly call it, your spider senses are going to tingle. You're going to know, wait a minute, I'm feeling something. Well, imagine if you realize that that's not fake senses like most humans are programmed to believe and you are a little kitty or critter you're going to pay attention to those subtle energies or um, impressions you can call them that come around you so it's, it's worth noting yeah she's okay though she's a little trooper oh. yeah those raccoons can be big time bad news if they have the, the bad attitude you know going on oh yeah i've had some interactions with them as well but don't want to hate on the raccoons because they're not all bad just like people good bad and different <laughs> and, and we do want to point out that uh derek has lent his dog to julissa <laughs> <laughs> so, so that they can you know not have this situation occur i just so people because people be worried about your cat and the you know Yes, uh, we're so thankful that uh, we have friends that can help us out and even lend us their dogs. <laughs> so yes, uh, we actually really want to get a dog. But in the meantime, before then, um, we have B, Beatrice is her name, over and she's uh, protecting the property. She's such a smart dog. She's doing really good. So, And I'm pretty sure she has seen them or heard them and kept them away. I haven't heard her barking, like not last night, but the night before. I did hear her. So they probably came back and she told them to get lost. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Nancy, as you know, Bee grew up um, out in the mountains and Cascade Mountains. So I'm Darrington with us out there where we had the bees and all of that. And so she's well versed in everything from cougars to raccoons to possums, all kinds of critters in the forest. So she's, yeah, she's hyper aware um, and, and kind of like me, easily distracted and always doing something or other. So she's a, a good guard dog. Yeah, yeah, she's doing well. So that's great. And then she gets to be around the kids, too, um, and have fun over there. So it's it's nice. And then was there any other – we were chatting earlier. I'm talking to Jalissa right now before the show, too, that we were – the topics we were wanting. Actually, I can bring you something quickly here, Nancy, because, again, always before the show or, or another day, we were chatting about different things. So I wanted to – make a couple announcements. Um, and I realize this is a metaphysical perspectives podcast, but it does um, much 
on on many levels tie into Mystical Wares store and what's happening here. So I was going to give a little update on that, um, if everybody doesn't mind. But what what we're doing on that is um, we're kind of pulling back on the for those that don't know so mystical wares is a physical store location up in mount vernon washington where we have our our various metaphysical tools polished rocks gems crystals stuff like that and here recently we were looking at expanding into a second location um so that, that we had more room or square footage for consignment um products from local community members um you know sharing the energy so they have an, an outlet for that or an inlet for energy because you have to pay the bills um so what we've done in the last literally day is we've resituated the whole back classroom we'll call it of mystical wares and we're setting it up for uh metaphysical and psychic fairs like i mentioned here in this location now and room for the consignment artists as well so lots of expansion happening um and we'll do some live shows with guests from this location too so that'll be that'll happen in the near future. Um, and the, the actual fairs and events will start in probably a month. So we're talking about, you know, October, November time frame of, of this year, 2021. So lots of changes happening there. And I don't think I even told you about that, Nancy, because literally stuff has been changing day by day as far as the various locations I've been updating you on. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, bringing the, the wagons around and bringing them all and just kind of, you know, making use and the best energy of uh, what we have available to us right now. So it should get exciting. Again, more speakers and, and events happening here at this location. So we'll, we'll get some of that on radio. Yeah, I'm really excited about expanding, um, especially because just growing the community. It's like I'm talking about differences in people and behaviors, animal behaviors. Um, I, I try to take everything as a lesson, especially for my children and um, I'm different. <laughs> you know, I'm on this podcast for a reason, talking about different things. And it's like, okay, growing this community where we can openly discuss our differences and talk about energy and how we perceive things. And it's nice being able to come together and have a safe place, a safe environment to be able to, to discuss these things. Um, but yes, I also, Dolly had asked about Beatrice and yes, she, we make She's very well aware that she's just visiting and helping us out um, at home and making sure that the raccoons don't come back. So thank you for asking that. <laughs> oh, yeah. B has a huge heart and she's, well, probably, <laughs> yeah, very smart. We'll just put it that way. So she has a big brain on her shoulders. Um, yeah, she's very aware and she communicates just like, <laughs> well, I actually put it this way. I guess we can talk. Woohoo. We're on the right podcast. Um, most animals have about, and I'm just saying about, a four or five year old human's um, understanding level. Now, granted, that doesn't mean B or Beatrice, our dog, is going to start, you know, chiming in in English, but she mm -hmm. sure knows when you, just like everybody listening here, they have cats or dogs or something like that or have known them. Um, when they speak to them, they know they have a certain understanding level. So, yes, you can straight up have a conversation with your dog and they're going to get the gist, if not more than that, of what you're saying. And you can see that in their response to Nancy, you know that clear. It, probably better than most of us with the various critters you've dealt with over the years. And we've chatted about it. Um, yeah. Very connected little animal. So B knows very well. She's on uh, air quotes here on loan. So she's with extended family members and um, yeah, just really enjoying it. We're kind of in between houses anyway, right now, a little personal info there, but we're currently renting. So a little more limited 
location at our place. So it's great having her over there. Um, you know, we're running around a huge backyard um, with Jalissa and her family as well. So no, it's all good. And, and it is only temporary as well. So yeah, should be, should be exciting when she gets back. <laughs> uh, and then Nancy, if you have any, any topics or anything you want to bring up, don't be shy, of course, during this show, because we are kind of just doing another comfortable uh, version of this podcast. Where we're all chatting about what's going on. And I'm actually trying to look through my notes here. Go ahead. Jillian. Oh, um, well, a little bit more about the store. Um, so I just shared a post that we there's a Shungite resin buttons. And a lot of people have been talking about, oh, with the different ideas of like what they can do with those buttons. So I'm really excited about that because uh, my kids, they can only wear a necklace for a short amount of time and then they want to take it off. Uh, I've tried to sneak in an S4 uh, laminated sticker in their shoe. They can feel it. They take it out. <laughs> Even if I put it under the sole, it's like, OK, they know that something's been changed. And it's like they want it, whatever it has been moved out because they feel that slight unevenness. So I'm like, how can I have shungite uh like how can i keep have them keep it in their pocket because they can't so i'm like okay maybe i will sew a button onto them so that they have shungite on hand that's a good idea what what she's talking about for those that don't know nancy you you'll remember these from i don't know probably last year but we have um actual s4 so that silver and shungite blend of the powder mixed into a resin and then we pour it into button molds so straight up little buttons for your clothing and hats and jackets or whatnot um, that can be stitched in there or your backpacks or wherever. So it's a convenient way or easy way. Um, and even uh, of getting it in your personal environment or your animals or pet environment, someone had mentioned to me they're sewing one of these buttons onto their dog collar because their dogs, of course, scratching for whatever issue, fleas or whatnot. And maybe they're their nails are getting caught and unwinding if it's a wrapped one or something like that. But just another suggestion on the Shungite um, buttons, maybe stitching under the dog collar on the inside or something like that. Just one suggestion. And then on other things, so on metaphysical perspectives, I'm thinking about what else maybe has been changing around here that we can get into and talk about. Um, energies are always crazy and in flux um, lately, and I don't want to get into any of the specific you know, virus drama going on, so we can keep it more general. If you well, want. I do think we should tell people to watch or to listen to the show, the Shungite show from today, uh, specifically the last hour of it, where we talked about the Eagle Grid, because again, it's a change of perspective. It's a way of looking at reality, not in in, in terms of energy, and it's about cloudbusters and about four of them that have been put up in the energy fields and what's changing because there's a lot of people out there that if they're listening to this show you know they're sensitive to energy changes and my overall take on what the field is feeling from these four ones in minnesota massachusetts florida and california they're very very big devices okay they're in excess of a thousand dollars just to, to, for the just build them, the stuff, the what do you call it, the materials. So you've got these amazing energy field that is now, and we've, we looked at it, we talked about it, last hour of the Shanghai reality show that was just prior to this one, and will follow at 8 o'clock tonight. But it'll be up in the archive soon too. But that is, is, is already changing the, um, the, the electromagnetic, energetics, quantum, 
all of the energies that are that go into being this reality that we live in, it's already being changed and it's affecting the entire continental United States. Would you agree with me, Derek? Oh, absolutely. And it's, it's affecting everything um, on all levels because there are no borders. Borders don't even exist. And I'm talking about nation borders, but any type of border. Um, they're all just perceptions anyway. So, no, it definitely has an effect. It's, again, we're... We're generating and spreading that love blanket. You can call it, you can call it a grid, whatever. But on all these connection points, they do connect, and that that overall frequency layer um, does does extend past our, our local environments and connect to other places. And by the way, we're not often we think when we think about these. Let's just go call it the Shungai grid or um, the the Eagle grids or different different grids or connection points. They. Uh, how do I explain this one? They don't just connect. So if you're looking at a 3D map, they're, they're, we're all connected no matter what. And everybody listening to this show knows that. And that doesn't mean you have to as the crow flies. So meaning um, they'll connect energetically. It's like you have a sister. Let's say I have a sister, in, and I do, in Oregon. If I think about her, you know, she'll all of a sudden, you know, she'll start to – she'll think about me. And, and we we can all do this type of thing. So – what I'm talking about is if we have one of these cloud busters or the eagles is what one of them is called, one type coming from Walt, um, or smaller orgone devices. So different energy devices, they don't, again, we don't have to just limit ourselves to the 3D visualization perspective of, like I said, the crow flies, meaning you have to connect from Florida to Washington. No, they'll connect etherically through um, the, we'll just call it the ethers, um, energy-wise. So it's not like the energy has to, to fly somewhere. It's, you know, I guess scientists would call it quantum entanglement. Um, so we're connected etherically as well. So even without visualizing that net or something like that, kind of, I guess if we think about it, visualize the earth as a sphere, so the whole ball, the round part, um, connecting through it as well, um, energetically, rather than just drawing lines from A to B, and then once you and I know everybody knows that anyway, but once you have that visualization or realization and remember it, it gets even stronger. So that um, like if I want to focus on your eagle, Nancy, on your property, it's instantaneous and it's not like it has to cover from Washington state to Florida. For those who don't know, we're on opposite sides of the country. Um, you can go through it. So well, just, just, be, oh, because, because we're not talking about lines of energy. We're talking about resonance. Each of those eagles has a, a, an energy field that is very similar to the other ones. And time and place do not exist in the energetic universe. So the three of them, four of them, are actually resonating. And it's like that that concept of, okay, if you've got a guitar on one side of the room and another one on the other, and you plunk that C string, you will see the C string on the other side of the, the guitar on the other side of the room begin to move, vibrate. That's resonance. So it's not a matter, and resonance is like throwing a, pup, a rock into a pond. It's, a, it's an entire, you know, circular, it just bleeds out. But it's resonance that's making these things connect. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. I feel like I was saying, <clears throat> excuse me, go back to my sister one, a good example there. It's not like it takes time because I'm in Washington. She's in Oregon, you know, and I have to wait for that line of energy to go to her. No, it's just it's immediately there because like you just mentioned, there is no time. 
So then remove that limitation from your perceiving, and now you've opened up to a whole lot more. And that's that's kind of a big statement if you think about it. Um, just realize what's not real um, and then what is, and then you've you've removed some limitations. So we, again, think of time and distance. When we're talking energy, well, there is no distance unless you're talking, um, and even that, it's not even the case, electrons shooting through power lines. It's like water. Um, the, the water is continually moving. If you're talking about the ocean, it's just energy moving through the water. Most water molecules, if you're out in the ocean, they're not moving of any real, I mean, to a degree, but it's more the energy moving through it. If you think about a wave, so it's like a rolling wave of energy, not a rolling wave of water. We all think when we look at that beach down at whatever, you know, California or Florida, wherever, and you have the waves coming in, <clears throat> it's not, yes, there are water molecules at the end result there that are kind of, you know, in the, the face of the wave coming down splashing, but as that wave or set of waves, it's energy pulses, like Nancy mentioned also, throwing that, that rock in the pond and seeing the centrifugal energy forms, that, that ripple of water is not actually moving from the center out. It's the energy and you're seeing the visualization in the water molecules as it passes through them. Um, and I don't get too much into that because it can get, become a tough visualization. But once we know that, well, then you're not limited to time and or physical structure. Yes, often we see the energy perceived on the physical level because we're looking through our, our physical eyes. But use your imagination and feelings. Uh, remember, 90% of the universe is your imagination and feelings. And then you'll really pick up on other things. And that's why in the last show on Shanghai Reality, Nancy had a, a quick spiel about um, – Somebody around her property, putting their hand over one of these uh, cloud busters, and he had no idea what the heck was going on. All he saw was a you know a bucket of something and some copper rods poking out. Who the heck knows what that was? But he sure in the heck felt the energy coming out the top, um, and that's you know without being told about it. So yeah, again, remove 3D limitations or restrictions, uh, and then a whole lot more can happen. Um, and I know that was a tough visualization talking about the ocean waves. Let me, let me let me give you another visualization of it okay you got a dancer and the dancer bends down and takes a movement like a, a wave they didn't move they, they 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 took the imaging of a wave their body moved down but they their feet stayed solid it's like all of the molecules in the water just take the image of the wave that we see that th we think water's coming towards us. No, it's an energy frequency that's, that, that the water molecules are then depicting in the 3D. The, yeah. I, I think, I'm hoping that might work for some people. That's the way that I see it or saw it when you were explaining that. That's interesting. Oh, no, that's... I'd never thought of that before. I mean, wow, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, that's why I want to get that visualization out there so that, you know, then we have, oh, wait a minute. I guess that wave, and again, right at the beach where it hits the sand, yes, there's water moving. I get that. But again, just visualize out there a little bit further those sets of waves building, and then it's not. And when you're, and I only get into all this because my ex-deep sea diver days when I'm underwater, you would see stuff shift. And I don't care if I was in a, a school of literally probably a million jellyfish, and I've been in that, just little tiny guys. Um, because they tend to all, you know, hatch at once sort of thing. Um, so you can find yourself in those things. And then as the waves move or the currents, they'll all kind of bounce with it. But you can see the energy move um, in and around them. And sometimes also with phosphorescent um, algaes and things underwater. So it's an easy environment being underwater. 
um, to see this and understand, oh, wait a minute, it's just energy moving through. And you would feel that in even what they call thermoclines underwater. Not that this is a big diver conversation or show, but again, it, it can give you some kind of visualization. Um, when I hit certain depths in the water, so I'd go down about you know 99 feet or 100 feet, literally in a matter of inches, you're in a whole nother energy layer of the water and it's called a thermocline. So usually it would be really cold and you could stick your hand down there and you'd feel it in just a different part of the water. So energy holds and moves in different environments and it's a whole pressure thing to the water on, on the thermoclines, why maybe there'd be a whole nother layer of that water at a different temperatures you got deeper um, laying on top of each other, but it all translates over into to energy regardless of the, the type we're talking about. Well, the reason I wanted to bring up the concept of this new eagle grid, okay, and the change of energy is because people out there are going to feel the energy, but they're not going to understand it. Now, you, we get people saying, whoa, they're going to have a bunch of gamma rays hit us. Well, I don't know if I know what it means that we're going to get gamma rays hit us, okay? I mean, I just don't know that. But I do know that in certain situations, in many situations, you feel this overwhelming sense of love and calmness. And that's what's being projected by this energy field right now in my, in my interpretation of it. So you, anybody that is anywhere on this planet, realize that there is a source of energy that's going to bring you a sense because you're resonating with it. You can't help yourself. If you are listening to this station, you are the people that have open hearts. You're, you're, you're caring people. And that's the energy that is happening right now by, an in, I call it an enhancement, with using energy devices to increase that base energy. Now, anybody that is inside it, you can dismiss it or not. That's your free will at play. But it's a source that you can draw on to be able to get the same feeling of love and calmness. So, you know, just take a minute here. Just take a couple of seconds and let yourself just think about, oh, okay, so there's this new energy. Can I detect it? And then see what you feel. And I'm pretty certain that if you just realize that you have permission to feel absolute powerful love, and contentment and calmness it's there for you to feel and therefore be able to pass on to others because it's all resonance all you're doing is you're allowing your mental mind to open up a channel to this new frequency that's there because of the eagles very powerful loving energy you can open up to it and then now you are going to sync with it because you have made a quantum connection in your mind by reaching out to it. And that creates a resonant effect in you. And once you're resonating at that, anybody that gets in your field, if they've got even an iota of that frequency in them, that's going to start to resonate in them. Make sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's... Especially if you're around certain frequencies or energies or, uh, again, the resonance often enough, you're going to more easily tend to fall back into them. So it's like hearing a song multiple times, whether you tried to memorize it or not, it's going to be kind of in your memory or energy field. 
So same thing. That's why it would behoove us all to stay in love and positive thoughts and feelings, regardless if we're voicing them or not, even if they're just in our heads, sitting around in those, you know, sometimes called pissy attitudes, those make a big difference because like attracts like in this universe. And I think we all know that. So, and that doesn't mean just what you're saying. It's what you remember 90% inside of you. So your thoughts and feelings matter. So the thoughts and feelings you're sitting in or spending the, the, the lion's share of your time and energy towards are what you're going to get back. So it's, it's always worth remembering something like that too. Yes. And everything is energy. And um, I love how we talk about love so much and because it love got a bad name that it was like, it was romanticized and it's like, no, there's so much, that's not what love is. It's not, I mean, it, it, it can be that, but no, we love our children. We love our family. We love our friends, our communities, and just, just love, love each other and um, respect the differences in people and um, try to, and we're just here to try to help each other you know, learn and to understand, to be compassionate. And actually, another good point in all of that is there's ties back a little bit. What you were saying, Nancy, as well. I mean, as far as energy work, um, there's energy everywhere. So it's not even like we're adding energy. So one example is if I do sessions, um, if Jalissa or I do sessions in our office here um, and on energy work, we're not giving our energy to anybody. There's no nobody needs it. It's not that way. You're you're generating or adding, choosing the frequency to have in the energy field at that time. So then if you imagine and feel love while you're perceiving an individual, so maybe that's a client in front of you or a family member, your dog or cat sitting on your lap, whatever the deal is, that's the the energy or the, the channel, the frequency that will enter that already energetic environment. So we're not even sending energy anywhere. We're just, um, again, we're, we're choosing and perceiving it. Um, the biggest energy player in the room, I like to joke, is the one that's gonna have the biggest effect. So, and that means, get really, really happy and, and just that loving feeling. And if you enter an environment or a room where there's some angst going on or heavy energies, well, remember, biggest energy player in the room, hopefully it's that love energy and positive one more often than not. That's what's going to saturate that environment. It's like walking into a, you know, going into school will we'll date me back in the 80s and the people walk around with those big boom boxes on their shoulders well, you know, have a bigger boombox or think love your your feelings. Um, and the more people will perceive that environment and it will have an effect. We're not actually adding any. Go ahead, Nancy. Yeah, um, I had to go out on Sunday to do some canvassing to let people know that we're having a local election that is going to affect their lives. And they ended up giving these, us these addresses in this low-income development really nicely kept nice place you know but there were, <laughs> these buildings were thank god we they weren't gated so we could you know they had the outdoor the door to the apartments were in outside uh access and so i would say that we probably knocked on 50 doors and before i before i ever went out i programmed i programmed i thought this is going to be just such a great, feel-good day. It's going to be love. It's going to be a good day. Going to be a good day. And I did that for a couple of days before we even went. And I got to tell you, I had such a good day because you're not going to on people's in this, you know, this vaccine and COVID and all that crapola. 
and, and you're knocking on people's doors, strangers. Now, I had two guys with me. One spoke Creole, the other spoke uh, Spanish. And so we would look at that. We had names of certain on certain apartments. We had names, and they'd look at the name and they'd say, "Oh, definitely, definitely Haitian." And so then the Creole would start speaking, and so you know at least they're hearing a language and they're understanding it. But when these people understood what we, what I found most effective wasn't, "Hey, your rent's going to go up, or you're going to have less police officers, or you're going to feed these people. It's been ramrodded, you know, blah, and all that." When I when I realized after doing this for a little bit, I said, "Oh, okay, I got it." So what I would do is I would hold up a sign. We had a street sign with us that said, you know, incorporation. And I'd say, are you aware of this? And every single one of them said no. And so the, the, what happened was that they had sent out things to the owners. So we knew this election was going to ha happen. But they had never sent it out to renters, which is the vast majority of people in this area. And so they had no idea that their homes were about to, people wanted to incorporate to make a new city, that all of a sudden they'd go from a residential neighborhood into a city, and they'd have to build all the infrastructure and everything else. To me, this is voter suppression, and to them, it was voter suppression. As soon as they realized that there was an election that they could participate in, that they were not informed of, they got angry. Because in their minds, their freedom had been attacked. And I came away from this realizing that in many, many ways, the fear is, is what we've got to dis dissipate. Because they had a lot of fear opening that door. They don't know who we are. And yet they opened it anyway. And in the end, they were told something that made a vast difference to their lives. And when we would go on to the next apartment, I was feeling a great amount of gratitude, love. The gratitude and the same love of the same frequency. Because we had taken our time. We were the owners. We had heard. And we were pissed that the people that are supposed to vote had not been told. And that's why we were there. Their gratitude towards us was palatable. So what... What's happening now is that we have to focus on dissipating the fear. We've got to, you start to get fearful about anything. And I, every day you're being bombarded, I'm being bombarded about fear, 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 fear. No, we have nothing to fear except fear itself. You know, FDR said that. So we need to be able to do that because fear is like gunk in your system and it doesn't allow the love and gratitude and compassion and all of that good energy to flow. So I just wanted to, to tell you a 3D story about, you know, the difference and that it's freedom. You cannot, you're not free if you're in a state of fear because you're being controlled by the fear. So get rid of the fear and look at freedoms. Because without the freedoms, we don't have the flexibility to be able to vibrate correctly, to make tremendous, tremendous leaps 
and how we look at reality and the reality that we will create because our minds are now looking at things differently. Back to you. Yeah, well, we are a collective consciousness. Like we all, we're all feeling everything that's happening right now. And we get to decide where do we want to sit? You know, are we going to sit in love, compassion, understanding, or are we going to sit in fear? Um, so it's up to each person to decide. And um, But it, it's hard to get out of, um, you know, fear can be a comfort zone. That's all people might know. So how do, how do they get out of that? And it goes back to loving yourself, learning more about yourself, being understand yourself so that you can better understand other people. Like why is it that we do the things that we do? Why why are we scared? Why are we why are we upset with what's happening around us? Even our environment just has an effect on how we feel, and people don't realize that. Um, like going to a store is it full of a bunch of electronics like Best Buy? How is how do you feel when you're in there? Are you are you buzzing because all these TVs are going on around you? Are you in mystical wares where there's all these little crystals and love energy and the cedar wood is it cedar cedar ceiling <laughs> yeah um you know just the office like all the wood in here it's such a calming warm environment so yeah just look around and if you're in an apartment building all these people everybody has wi-fi <laughs> yeah every wall of your if you're in an apartment or whatnot yeah that means you know your neighbor's wi-fi if you're multi-level upstairs downstairs all around so all those energies matter we get actually bringing it back to the mystical wares Jalissa just mentioned being here so and i'll throw up some air quotes here non-energy sensitives and there's no such thing we're all energy sensitive but those that have yet to step into their perception of energies meaning realizing that wait that that subtle energy or pulse or or goosebumps didn't just come from nowhere it happened it was feelings or that calm comfort feeling that comes around you in certain areas or places around certain people that all matters so we're all energy sensitive just depending whether we choose to perceive it or not um again just and i don't have i wish we had another term maybe Jalissa or nancy you do but for the subtle energy term maybe we should expand on that sometime in the future and give alternate ways of perceiving it but again those those whooshes goosebumps shivers or just again energies that are around you and sometimes they feel excessive or more but also i would suggest when you start to perceive subtle energies or etheric energies again call it whatever um i would suggest not going not that everybody is but just a suggestion going into fear or thinking it's a bad thing just perceive just experience it and then see where it takes you. Maybe you'll get a nausea feeling. Maybe you'll feel a welling up in your chest or on your heart chakra. And you know, it's a love feeling. Um, there's lots of ways of perceiving it. And then also another way that's physically perceiving it, but now use your imagination and or feeling. So when you're feeling again, the subtle energies or, or the, the shivers as you walk into a place or meet somebody, turn on your imagination or let it go. However you want to term that and just see what comes in. And all of a sudden, you may think of a certain actor in a movie you saw, and maybe that was a good role or a bad role. Well, that's more input coming from unseen um, aspects of your reality that are worth perceiving or paying attention to. Because, of course, when we're, let's, an example, let's say we have a plate of food given to us. Well, we don't just look at it to see if it's for us. We're going to 
go back in our memory, decide if we can actually identify what's on the plate, whether it's good for us or not. And well, we're going to smell it. We're going to maybe touch it, see if it's hot or cold um, or, you know, maybe not excessive ripened if we're talking about a fruit or something like that. So the multi layers of perception on a reality and not limiting yourself to just so even on the fruit aspect, don't just limit yourself. Ask yourself, pick up that piece of fruit or cheeseburger or whatever the heck you're talking about and ask yourself, is this good for me now? And then but don't sit there and hold your breath either waiting for all of a sudden a, a big neon sign to pop into the, the fifth dimension and tell you, yes, eat it or something like that. No, listen to your gut instincts, your intuition and and maybe expand on what I, I jokingly call your etheric sign language from time to time, meaning that ringing in your ears, the tendinitis like symptoms or maybe a, a little twitch on your shoulder or something like that. It's all different. Um, so pay attention to those subtle energy changes in your own environment. And now you're going to have more to pick up um, more information from. So on the energy. So pay attention to the energies. You'll get more information um, as you as you kind of hone that ability or understanding. I hope that kind of made sense. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's um, just people allowing themselves to like consider or to acknowledge and to be open that there might be something um, to what they're picking up on, whether it be unseen or usually that they can't see, they don't know what it is that they're feeling. Um, but we're so distracted. So of course they're like, oh, they, they um, we forget things that are trying to get our attention, whether it be like a patch of goosebumps like why are you just cold in one little spot of your arm doesn't make sense it's something else so just to be open to that but then it's like of course people might be scared to not know what it is because they can't see it and it's unexplainable so then it's like that spiral of um going through the fear and it's like okay just try not to fear it and just be open like he was saying it's it's a process of um but some people don't want to know you know, some people just can't handle the fact of not knowing what it is. Um, so I guess we, I try to respect and honor that side, too. But, you know, we're all different. I kind of see that is if you don't choose to perceive the greater reality, it's kind of like getting in your car and driving to some vacation spot and only looking through your windshield, just a spot in front of you. Never open your windows, turn on the vents to experience the outside scents or smells and temperature or anything like that. You're just you're choosing to limit yourself into that box or vehicle in that analogy. So your body is a vehicle, of course. So I would choose not to just perceive your reality from the confinement or limitations of your physical body. You're an energy being having a physical experience. So I choose to experience this reality from my energy being first. And then, oh, yeah, by the way, there's some physical aspects as well. Ten percent. I'm staying in the 90% and getting in all the woohoo, the etherics, the shivers, the shakes, the intentions, impulses, uh, gut instincts going off, that heart chakra lighting up for some reason. We're starting to tear up. You don't know why. Well, there's a reason. There's energies around. Um, and then perceive it or look at it from those other aspects. Use your imagination, your feelings. Go back in your memory. Um, and that's, again, like like tasting food. Don't just taste it for what, what's there in front of you. It's going to draw on other aspects. So... Um, other memories too and again it's tough things to talk about but that's why we have the the podcast metaphysical perspectives so we're going to get all woohoo and some of these things that are, again we don't maybe have the the at least the words in english to to get at or the analogies to go with 
Um, but yeah, just choose to perceive more of your reality. And, and that's exactly what will happen. Just have a conscious thought, decide I want to. And again, like I joke, there's no yoga pose to strike or eating vegan for a month before it works. Just have the thought, the decision, and then hang on for the ride because you're going to start perceiving more. That's just how it works. And then there's always tools that will help boost that, like, you know, watching your diet, salt baths, using energy tools like shungite, um, being around like-minded individuals. So let's say you're around a whole group of people and everybody has different thoughts, feelings, understandings. Well, they're all playing a different song on their playlist. So it's kind of, you know, a lot going on. So hard to perceive in those environments. Well, if you at least have everybody, let's, let's go with the country music analogy. Everybody in your immediate surroundings or a group likes country music. So at least you're all in somewhat alignment. It's not that you have to seek that out, but just be aware if you're trying to perceive your reality, your greater reality, all of those aspects matter. Your thoughts, your feelings, the person sitting next to you. If they're just sitting there quietly with their hands crossed, but having a whole bunch of negative thoughts in their head about this, that, or the other that happened, well, that's not separate from you. That's in your environment, and you may pick up on that. So just pay attention to reality, and it's going to get a whole lot more exciting, too, not scary. And it's so nice just being able to talk about these things because it really is hard to explain and define the words of like what it is that you're sensing. Um, so seriously, thank you, Derek. Thank you, Nancy. Everybody listening, being here, the growing community, because like you're looked at as crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, when you don't have anybody to talk to about that, that can be hard. So I'm happy that we have this safe place to talk about those things. But then you know, when um, Walt was talking about the human design, he actually got me thinking. So like, I'm such a feeler. I feel I pick up on things and I don't know what it is all the time. Now I'm starting to be able to discern it more now that I've become more aware and, and can speak about these things. But he talked about how, was it the spleen, somewhere in the spleen where like mine was all open and that's where you feel. I think that's what area he was talking yeah, about. Yeah, and I'm like, well, some people might be closed. So things that we're feeling, people might not be able to feel. Not saying that they're numb, but they're just, uh, they have a different way of perceiving or picking up on things. And so it's up to that individual to be open to like whatever it is that they're sensing. That's a, yeah, no, that's a great point you're saying. There. It's like cleaning off your windshield when you're in that vehicle. Uh, now, your windshield would also be your glandular system. That's why so many people have thyroid issues or glandular issues or gut issues, tummy problems right now, because that is those, I should say, are many connections or, or ways to perceive the the invisible reality is yet yeah, your gut, your glands, things like that. Um, and again, that's if you don't have that in that working well. So again, tie back to the vehicle analogy. You have a dirty windshield. Good luck on perceiving anything that's outside of that. You're going to be looking, you know, between the bugs, the dirt, the mud, whatever's on there. And in the physical body, the heavy metals, the toxins, the glyphosates, all of that crap that's getting in and on our vehicle, be it physically or energetically and, and 5G stuff, all of that um, are aspects of this reality that, that we have to be aware of. And then, you know, sometimes look around and between them or clean your windshield off, meaning detox your glandular system, be it with zeolite clay, um, which passes a blood brain barrier or bentonite clay. There's different ways of doing it. And we can get into more of that later if we want. Um, but, yeah, keep your, your windshield clean and then 
be open to perceiving your reality, you know, where what you're around and feeling. Yeah, I can't wait to have a future guest on. I hope he decides to join us, Ty, Ty L. Heels, um, and talk about uh, just different ways of perceiving, because I know that he has some fun stuff that we could get into. I'll have to wait till later when he joins us. So hopefully he's listening and calling him out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have a future guest we've been chatting to, a good friend of ours here locally in Washington that's um, pretty pretty uh, in tune on many levels and has unique ways of working energies and perceiving them. Um, and he'll be a lot of fun. Um, so for those that are interested, you can, he's on uh, TikTok and, and different social media. So Ty, T-Y, and then he goes by Ty L and then E-L. So Ty L, for those that want to maybe check him out beforehand. Um, but then a, uh, a heightened energy worker on many levels. So a very interesting person. And we'll get more into that. Um, but Nancy, please keep us on track as well, too, for the break. I know because my clock's a little off in here. So we probably have a couple few minutes. Yeah, got two minutes. Okay. Well, we can babble for a couple minutes until we get going on that um, about different things. But, uh, and I did want to tap on to the part about the, the ringing in your ears. Again, they're, they're, it's often called tinnitus-like symptoms. And m I'll just say most people are experiencing that to one degree or another. And I'll tell you, for most people, it does not mean you're going deaf. It doesn't mean, oh, I just lost that. And that's what I'll hear too. Well, I heard that ringing in my ears. I just lost that frequency forever. That's what the doctors told me. Uh, no, you say that, then you're not going to pick up on that level of reality, that frequency, which is the etheric stuff, the metaphysical. So usually that's, again, what I call your etheric sign language. And that doesn't mean that, oh, ringing in my left ear means yes or no. It means quiet down in your head and pay attention and then start assigning different thoughts and feelings. Um, but again, it's it's a, a disturbance in the force to kind of make fun of it when you're hearing that ringing in your ears. Usually it's it's something or an entity or your guide or something like that getting in your auric field. And then that'll you'll perceive it physically as tinnitus like symptoms are ringing in your ears, among other ways, too. Um, I think we're getting close to break, but I had a funny thing with tinnitus and Facebook reminded me on my memories. I think I had like tinnitus for like months straight, mm -hmm. which is high pitch. I'm like, oh. So maybe we can talk more about that. Yeah, yeah, let's bring that back up after the break. Um, Nancy, are you ready to roll with the... Uh... And we are back. Hello. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess let's talk about this tinnitus thing. So okay. I thought I was going crazy. Like, I was just like, oh, my gosh, this high pitch. Like, I hear the pitches, and it comes and goes, depending on what's happening or what I'm picking up on. But this is before, I guess, I opened up to be being more aware and yeah, Facebook reminded me, I made a post about how this tinnitus would drive, drive me crazy, this high pitch, like my ear, and it was like lasted for months. Somehow it finally disappeared, and I can't remember like when, but do you have any input on that, Derek? Yeah, and the similar stuff happened to me too, as far as it, when it lasts for months. And again, it's not that, oh, all of a sudden your, your, um, your eardrum gave up, and it gave a good fight, and you lost that sound. No, it happened with me with Shungai too, Nancy, as well. So when I first started working with Shungai, I mean, even during radio shows, luckily it was radio and not TV, so I could grasp my ear when it got really loud or the squeal. Um, and now it happens literally when I have a thought, not not just any thought, of course, but when I'm perceiving or, or going remote, sometimes what we call remote uh, remote viewing um, or remote perceiving, sometimes I call it. Um, uh, 
but it's turning channels. So you're getting into different energies or frequencies. And because now I can actually perceive them and or see them, um, they're, they're just layers. And it's your energy or aura, you can call it, kind of aligning with that channel. Again, we're limited on, on ways of describing this because we just don't have the terms, at least in English um, and probably no other language. I don't know. But you're actually, remember, energy being entering different channels or frequencies, and that can be remote. So if, if I'm chatting with Nancy one day and she's having me look at one of her animals or something, well, all of a sudden I'm going to get a tinnitus-like symptom, not in my ears. It's actually going to be in my uh, the top of my, well, I'll say forehead or the top of my head, around your crown chakra. And it varies for different people and different channels. But that's what it is. It's just the energies. And I'm perceiving with my pineal gland, my third eye which is three crystals. So I'm actually tuning those crystals in my pineal gland to the channel or energy signature of, in, in this example, Nancy and or her property or something like that. So I'll, like right now, I'm doing enough visualization in my head, just babbling about it here and there. My right ear just started ringing. So because as I, I was just falling in again, as I'm sitting here talking, the visualization starts. So all of a sudden for me here in, 3D floating in front of me, there's like a, I don't know, I'll just call it a, another reality that just kind of floats there hazy-wise, and then it kind of distracts me, and I'll start looking at it, and then it gets clearer, and that's me perceiving with my third eye, so I'm not looking with my physical eyes, but my third eye, which is the one you'd want, I suggest you use to perceive the non-physical realities, um, and that way you, you realize there's multiples of them. And then with that comes, again, tuning in the channel. So it's like tuning your radio. There's going to be some feedback, some squelching or this, that, and the other until you even out. So sometimes bringing back to what Jalissa mentioned, uh, it was either months or weeks, and the same thing happened to me when I was around Shungite. Until you kind of even out in those energies, um, you're going to have those tinnitus-like symptoms. And again, they'll come on on a thought. So they're not random. They're not coming for no reason. If you're not consciously thinking about something yourself, somebody is – thinking about you or in the same similar, maybe they're playing the same song on their playlist as you have. So the same thoughts or energies. Um, and sometimes that can be environments too. So if somebody enters your house and you're not home and you've spent enough time there, you saw that energy or that frequency of your environment. And you'll, again, we'll jokingly call that disruption in the force um, from Star Wars kind of thing. So uh, and then you'll even out. So as you're more and more around Shungite and often people, or talk about moldavite or black tourmaline or different rocks or stones like that that hold different energies or frequencies. When they hold them, they'll get shocked. Um, and I've had crystals, we've talked about it before, shoot off my chest, but it's all energy uh, and it will even out to one degree. But again, the bigger picture here is your thoughts, your imagination can tune these channels. So literally you just thinking about it, like I was just saying, I'm just sitting here talking about Nancy as an example. And all of a sudden, I'm getting in those energies. My ears are ringing, and I'm starting to get the visualizations. Um, but it does start with the, uh, the what we call them tinnitus-like symptoms. They're ringing in your ears or, or subtle energies. Um, but, you know, don't limit yourself to that. So anybody that's wanting to perceive more of this reality, meaning get past the 10% physical, so stop looking with your eyes and look with your energy body and feel, well, then a whole lot more happens. Um, so you, you can kind of think of like etheric muscle cramps or like leg cramps. Let's say you weren't running around in 3D experiencing your reality. Well, you may you may get some leg cramps or something until you even out and the energy starts flowing. 
the same thing happens uh, etherically. So if you're remote viewing or, or you know, checking on somebody's feelings or energies at a distance, um, there's that that buildup of energy until things start flowing. So I know that was once again all over the place, but I do want to kind of get it out there somewhat in terms that we all know, you know, we're not all going deaf. We're picking up on that 90%. Well, Derek, what, what do you think about, you know, the concept of it might be that we're actually hearing the Schumann resonance? Now, by hearing, I'm, 60% of every sound that comes into your ear, which means every energy that comes into your ear carrying energy is sound. And we, I mean, it's just a fact that, you know, you can convert energies into sound and sound into energies. So what happens is your eardrum, 60% of it actually goes through your entire body. You know, your bones pick it up and, you, and you're vibrating because of that. But it's resonance again, like we talked about earlier. So I'm wondering, is it the Schumann resonance? Because sometimes... The, the Schumann is just gone so stark raving mad that, you know, we probably could perceive it. But there was also a um, film put out, a YouTube thing, with one of, well, I, I think it was the Voyager, but one of the spacecraft that was sent from Earth to the outer edges of the solar system took sound readings. They They actually took a frequency of what they were hearing, and that was converted into sound. And every single planetary body has its own sound. It was fascinating. So I'm just wondering, is some of this due to, you know, changes in the uh, Schumann resonance, which is the, you know, energetic signature of Earth, so to speak? You're picking up on that. So, yeah, the Schumann resonance or frequency is just just like you said, every planetary object has its own. Well, everything does. Um, you're picking up on the physical channel. Um, so... I don't have anything other than tied into music wise. So like maybe the Schumann resonance, we can say this planet and because I'm a country guy, I like country music. So I'm going to always default to that. It's playing country music energies um, to where let's say Mars is maybe playing blues or a rap or something like that. So there are different frequencies. Um, and all you're, all you're really doing is if somebody let, let's say leaves a planet and, and throws some satellite off in the cosmos somewhere, well, they're just, Basically, it's a walkie-talkie with our frequency or channel on it. Not that you need it, but that's what's going on. And yes, the Schumann resonance changes, heck, probably by the minute. Um, and often, and I won't get too much in this, but some people are actually making devices trying to give you <clears throat> the Schumann resonance from where it was measured several decades ago at a certain, and I'm not going to say the number for a reason, at a certain number. And that doesn't even make logical sense because everything is evolving and changing and, and adjusting. So you wouldn't necessarily want to – it's like being on a boat in medium waters, but yet going out in the rough waves and, no, I choose to be just in the energies of the medium waters. Well, then good luck on staying on that boat. You're, you're on a boat uh, in this analogy. The waves are different and changing as they always do. Be the, We can call the boat a planet if you want, but it is changing, going through, and we're constantly moving too. So that's another aspect we should all think about that – our solar system is flying through this galaxy and I don't even know the speed, but it's <clears throat> enormous. So we're not staying in the same spot anyway. We're kind of on a record. So we're a song on a record that's spinning around. It's multiple levels, but we all think, no, I want to stay the same. I want to just hum or have that certain energy or frequency. Mm, no, that's, that's that what Walt would 
maybe bring back it is called door or dead orgone energy. So we're talking scientifically minded people that stagnant energy, like a stagnant pond um, where orgone energy is living energy, moving energy is being used. And uh, the D.O.R. is what I was saying by door is the dead orgone energy that's not being used or stagnant. Um, so just realize that it's, everything's in flux. We're always changing and continue to change would be a suggestion. Um, so there's lots of aspects we can look at this. Did you want to tie into anything, Jalissa or Nancy? Did you have? No, it's just like our bodies. We can't. We have to keep moving. You can't just stop and stay stagnant. I mean, and that's just getting in those that comfort zone, getting stuck in a comfort zone and idle hands. I mean, there's so much behind that. So it's like, yes, we, you know, if I go a few days without exercising like my body starts to hurt it's like we have to keep moving so just you know so many different ways to look at it and they all are you know connected yeah and then tying back to that tonight's uh, symptoms we were talking about the ringing in your ears that's usually entails again what's often put out there an upgrade so you're getting more channels maybe you haven't quite focused it yet or tuned in the new station we can call it think of your body as a radio maybe and you're getting some high def channels now um so it is adjusting, modifying, so that can go away. And I, I hadn't, I think Jalissa mentioned it, it was at least several months or maybe a year or more where she had those symptoms. And so did I. And at different times, so it's not like it's it's what's in our environment. It's what's in our immediate environment as an entity is we can adjust that too. No, mine was a constant. Was it? Like it didn't <laughs> fluctuate. It was constant pitch for months. And it's when I worked in medical and saw my doctors, my ears are perfect. I, I hear perfect. Well, what the heck is this driving me crazy? What can I? Of course, I, I don't want to take medications because there is medication for that. But there are some natural remedies. Nothing worked. And just one day it finally stopped. And I was like, OK, weird. <laughs> like, I'm sure if I went back to think about what was happening at work or what was happening in my life, then it would make more sense. Electronics are a huge player in those frequencies, too. I lived under for some time under some power lines, so not even the high tension ones that travel city to city, but just your your telephone poles out there, utility poles is actually what you call them. And often those have power on them as well, um, not just telephone lines and cable TV and internet and all that stuff, um, but being around those energies, yeah, it, it definitely affected me as well. And I could drive by those things and pick up on it. Um, and yeah, just kind of, we're an energy being, again, we're, we're an antenna moving through different environments. So we're going to respond to that physically and energetically and emotionally. Remember, 90% is emotions and imagination. So, yes, even when you're asleep at night and you, let's say you don't unplug that Wi-Fi router from the wall or keep your cell phone right there next to your bed on all the time or have that power box um, or fuse box right on the opposite wall of your room or something, you're an energy being. That matters regardless if you're you're walking around or conscious um, because you're – you know, you're, you're subconscious all the time. Uh, that's, that never goes away. Your consciousness, physical consciousness is what gets turned off, but your subconscious portion of yourself never does. So you're always in those energy environments. And when you're physically awake, it's up for you as a, as a conscious being or entity to realize your thoughts matter. So choose, and it starts with a thought. So even if you live right under these big, um, converters or different power poles or this, that, and the other, and you just can't move because you don't have the money or there's nowhere to move or whatever the drama is in 3D, start with your thoughts. Armor yourself. We've talked about it for, for now years on many different shows, but that whole etheric armoring of yourself, 
Uh, and one way is in that C60 molecule or soccer ball shape. You can do that. Um, that has an effect on crystalline structures. Remember, your physical environment's made of water to one degree or another. So crystalline structures. So that's why it's a good container or shape for that environment. Imagine yourself in there and then just decide, no, I'm done with this. I don't need this tinnitus-like symptoms. Um, and actually, Nancy, a couple of years ago, on one of my first podcasts ever, I was a guest on Mona Radler's show. And I actually, and I didn't announce this during the show because I was still kind of, you know, piecing it all together. Like, what in the heck? Why all of a sudden, just before the show, are my ears just going crazy with ringing to where I almost can't even hear what I'm being asked? And then I'm having to mute every once in a while just to kind of recover from it. And I'm, I was getting into new energies and new frequencies, feelings. Um, and then eventually they evened out when I got calm. So because I was in a heightened state, I was all anxious and, you know, hyper. Oh, geez, I'm getting on a podcast. People are going to hear me. And it was all new to me. So I was nervous, as you can imagine. Well, that angst or anxiety or heavy energies manifested into ringing in my ears um, and pain, too. So there's, there's lots of ways it manifests. Yeah, our bodies never lie. So it's trying to tell us something, whether it be something we're eating that's making us sick, something in our environment, something we're listening to, watching, feeling. Yeah, it's trying to tell us. It's just up to us to listen. Oh, yeah. and there's lots of ways of listening. I mean, you use pendulums like Walt does and other people I know. Even if you're in Mystical Wares or a like store where you're, you know, around polished rocks, crystals and different different things, um, you know, pay attention. It might behoove you to bring in things like a pendulum or just hold it. Ask yourself, is this right for me? You know, they call it muscle testing, energy testing, different ways of, of doing it or perceiving it. But long story short, ask yourself, think about and you don't have to have the item in your hand. So let's say. We're talking about, um, I don't know, we'll let's just say shungite because everybody listening knows shungite. Let's say you don't have a piece and you want to know if it's good for you. Literally imagine it and see how you perceive how you feel after you've had that thought. Maybe you're going to feel, oh, I'm imagining this black piece of shungite in my hand. Well, is it a calm feeling or do you feel angst or are you unsure? Or this, that, and the other. So you can test things without even having them as well. They don't have to physically be in your environment. Um, it was, it was so funny. Um, so I do this thing. I never realized that I did it until Derek was asking me if I needed help opening a bottle. <laughs> um, so I always hold things at my heart center and I don't, don't realize I'm doing that until I was holding this bottle and Derek's like, do you need help with that? I'm like, no, I'm just holding it. But I guess I was loving it without realizing that I was doing that. <laughs> so. No, that makes sense. And actually that, that reminds me of something too. Um, so when I when she's saying bottle, I'm you know, thinking, oh, maybe a metal lid, maybe a honey bottle, you know, whatever it was. Um, energy is programmable or energy. Metal is programmable as well. Often we think about just crystal waters, crystals, things like that being programmable. Uh, no, metal is as well. It can. Um, well, here's an example. You can get on well, online anywhere on the Internet and buy a little. So let's say you have a screwdriver and you, you forgot to buy the magnetic tipped one because you want it to hold that little screw for you while you're doing it well you can make that magnetic you can buy a little device they, they must cost you five dollars on amazon or something they're just two magnets inverted so north and south poles structured and then tied together usually with a strong wire with a hole in the middle um, and if i had a graphic i'd put it on the, the chat but i don't and you can literally stick the tip of i don't know if it's a paper clip or the end of that screwdriver i was talking about in that environment so those two magnets push together opposite poles and then 
uh, again, binded together so they don't like launch each other apart. Hold that in there for a matter of seconds. And then the energy exchange that happens will align those molecules. So it'll make them north and south poles. Long story short, you're going to have a magnet on the tip of that screwdriver or that paper clip you stuck in that environment or anything like that. Um, so everything's, uh, I, I guess, reprogrammable. So that's just, I'm only bringing that example up so you realize, yeah, for a whole, you know, and there's different priced ones, but for as low as $5, you can buy this. Little... What, would you, what would you call them? Because that's really interesting. I mean, I knew, to... I knew the theory, but I didn't know they had a little gizmo. You, oh, and what, I, would, what would be but, the search? Sure. Yeah, um, we'll try to try and do a search here in a moment. Um, but um, I don't know. I don't know right now. But they're they're literally as small as like two inches, and it's just two magnets with a hole in the middle, so they're pushed together. So um, like arches, two arched like oh, an arch. Okay, so theoretically, I could take two magnets off of my refrigerator, put a screwdriver between them. And then bring them in until they're pushing apart from each other because uh, that's what you want to get, right? And it was uh, the, well to a degree, but you want the all surrounding magnet, so they're going to completely surround it. Three, we'll call it three sixty. Of course, depends on your perspective, but you want it all the way around. So in essence, Nancy, you're making that toroidal donut shape out of the magnets, and you stick it in the hole of the donut, and that's literally what these devices look like. Um, and you again, you can make them Google whatever you know device to turn your screwdriver into a magnet, and they're they're really small, a couple of inches, and they're really cheap. There's larger ones too. There's ones you can plug into the wall um, for for larger scale ones, but it will it'll just force on the uh, you know I don't know if it's a subatomic level or the atomic level, but whatever on the smaller scale, those actual parts and pieces of that metal um, it'll pull them north and south. And align them like little hairs standing up on your arms. So now it'll have that opposite pole attraction. So you made a magnet is what you did. And then depending how long you have that, again, let's just go with the screwdriver example, the, the head of your screwdriver in that little device. And it's not a, when I'm talking about this initial one, it's not something you plug in. It's literally two magnets in the shape of, let's say, an, uh, an H pushed together. So now when they're together, you have that hole and you just hold it in there and move it back and forth because then you're kind of pulling on it with the energy of the magnet and it'll it'll affect those particles. And then again, depending on how strong it is and how long you leave it there will be how strong that tip of the screwdriver remains being a magnet or again, um, a paperclip or whatever the heck you stuck in there. And you can do it with any type of metal. Uh, yeah, I, I, was, I suspect the type of metal that's in the screwdriver will have an effect on it too. More iron, the better, of yeah. course. And then every yeah. type of metal is different. and. Again, this is probably a topic we should bring up to Walls. He's he's probably got screaming in the background right now. It's called this, Derek. <laughs> yeah, and there's and there's another one, and then another one. Knowing him, um, yeah, he's he's so aware of so many things. But yeah, so it's something to think about. But again, I was only bringing him up because you can reprogram metal, like I just said, literally a paperclip or whatever, by holding it in your hand in that environment. And I'm throwing air quotes up here. You're reprogramming it. You're structuring the energies on it. So now it works differently. And you're doing that with your aura too. Be around like-minded individuals and guess what your chakras, your energy centers and your overall energy body, um, chi, prana, call, whatever, will align to those energies. Yes, you're going to get more psychic. You're going to get more empathic. There's a reason, you know, energy workers like me and, and others can perceive your chakras and kind of boost them, spin them up. 
or remove excess energies because we're energy workers. So and that's why I always talk about expanding your understanding and then abilities follow. So as long as we realize there are no such thing as abilities like that screwdriver, no, we expanded our understanding knowing to put the head of that screwdriver in a certain energy environment and then all of a sudden magical magnetic screwdriver that we didn't buy that way. Well, wait a minute. We can do that with other things. So just start having those aha moments or epiphanies. And um, again, I know it's a tough tie in talking about the screwdriver being non-magnetic and then yourself, but that's exactly what will happen. So being around places like mystical wares or or metaphysically minded friends or family members, yep, you're going to become more that way and or the opposite. So realize that too. If, you, if you're around a bunch of people drinking Kool-Aid, well, you may accidentally grab a cup of Kool-Aid. And I think many of you know what I'm talking about with that one. So just lots of ways of perceiving this. So yeah, Nancy, I'll have to, maybe we'll share that later, um, the, the name of that magnetic device. But you could again, you can buy them online. You're talking about that made me think of static. <clears throat> so I play on the trampoline with the kids and they, we have so much fun with all our hair standing up on our heads um, and shocking each other. I'm like, okay, well, just different ways of perceiving. It's like I can like taste what static tastes like or I can uh, see what or perceive what static would look like um, and then when you're talking about the metal and stuff I'm like that I'm like I actually could oh, taste yeah. The, yeah taste the metal so yeah just be open yeah. and not yeah I didn't mean to do that and just came up <laughs> yeah you can taste the frequencies in metal or whatnot and even that static so if you're talking about dragging your feet on the carpet or jumping on a trampoline um you're actually affecting the energy in your, your aura and environment so much that the, we'll call it the um, the gravity is not pulling your hair back towards your head. So it's not like clearly if you're talking about jumping on a trampoline and say most of your hair is standing straight up, which it often does. I don't care if it's long hair or not. It will. It's not that there's something grabbing each little hair particle and pulling it away from you. No, there's less 3D, again, I'll be general, energies weighting it down pulling it down to your head so it's more free um so it's a lightened environment you can do that whole we'll just call it static but imagine yourself in that state heightened well guess what's going to happen your imagination and feelings are going to be perceived quicker faster stronger and i know those are relative and physical terms but we have to work with what we have um so your etheric energies will be perceived as stronger or more cohesive as you tie in your imagination and realize that. So yeah, that means you can sit there and go, well, I'm going to work on my, again, we'll tie back to my sister. She doesn't even know I use her as an example <laughs> this often, but let's say she has a sick dog and she has before. Um, well, if I imagine myself all heightened before I start flinging these invisible love energies or amping them up that are already around the dog to be more specific. Well, just by me having that perception heightens it. It's stronger, faster, and again, I know those are odd terms to use for for energy, meaning stronger and faster, but it's it is perceived um, and it's instantaneous by the dog and or her when I'm doing it, as well as others. But just again, tying your imagination to feelings, all these levels of your reality, and you get a whole lot more done, um, depending on what you're trying to do. There's no separation. And it's fun to talk about, like just all these different things of how we see this world. I love it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even, well, even shocking people. So dragging your feet and then touching someone. Well, again, you didn't walk up to an outlet and, and hold that uh, the electrons coming shooting out of that outlet or something. No, it's a 
It's a differentiation in, in energies or frequencies on your auric field, your aura, that are evening out or grounding out on another person's. That shock, but it's all energy, and you don't have to physically see it, of course, and we all know that. And, yeah, sometimes you can. If you're dragging your feet, you'll see a turn out the lights especially on that big shag carpet from the 70s and 80s and who knows. You'll see the green sparks actually manifest in physical uh, reality as well. Uh, and or you can go in your bathroom and do the same thing, kind of. Kick your feet as a little sample on the, the carpet under your sink. Turn off the lights and look in the mirror. You're going to see sparks. You're going to see all kinds of crazy stuff in there, in the mirror. Um, and it's all energy. So you see it as green? Yeah. I see it as blue. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure there's a whole lot more to that. But yeah. usually for me, it is green. If I'm physically perceiving it, it's it's green sparks. Yeah. So I think that heart chakra color sort of thing. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Different ways. Uh, you want to hear something else funny about blue? What's that? Marshmallows. They all have blue dye in it. Oh, that, I did hear that some time ago. That's right. I was one that said that to you. Oh, is it? Oh, probably. <laughs> like, there's only a couple brands that don't put blue dye in it. And I'm like, why would they put blue in there in a white marshmallow? Like, they're not colored. It's like, oh, because if it catches fire, it gives it that blue hue color to it. So, Dumb. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I could do without the the blue food dye or whatever they're putting in there. Yeah, uh, probably not biocompatible. Well, okay. what a bummer, man. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I thought that that blue was because the sugar was burning, and now you're telling me no, it's releasing blue dye. Yeah, they put bummer. blue dye. In. I read everything, like uh, all <laughs> Another <laughs> disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> Marshmallows are forever changed in your mind now. <laughs> Never again. Uh, I mean, do they like, advertise yeah. it? Do they ever? I mean, if no. I had a company like that, I'd advertise no blue dye. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't even advertise it. Um, yeah, oh Jet Puff. Oh my God. Actually, all of them have blue, um, except for like a few generic brands. I think Campfire was one that didn't have blue. Well, Obviously, you, I look really deep into that. Oh, yeah. And get real nervous if all of a sudden your your marshmallows in the campfire start changing colors like rainbow. <laughs> yeah. Some yeah. companies got a little too creative. There. Yeah. Know. Yeah, we're all over the place. <laughs> or I am. No, yeah, it's, no, it's all energy. Nancy, did you have any questions or comments on anything we've been chatting about? No, just listening. Yep. yep. Always, yeah, like to open it for input and whatnot. Um, yeah, so again, we're just talking about different energies in your environments. And you can walk into a room, and again, Mystical Wares is a great example, just approaching this building. And it's not just this building, but other spaces like this um, where they're, they're shared energies or frequencies, where there's a lot, we'll just say. So often, even if you're, a, a air quotes again, a non-energy sensitive person, and there's no such thing, by the way. If you're awake, if you're conscious, you're energy sensitive and you're telepathic. It just is. Now, depending on how much you want to perceive that or realize it, that's up to you. That's your, your choice. And I don't care if you're, you're an animal or a human or what you are. You're telepathic and you're energetic. So you can pick up on these energies. It just depends on where your attention is at the time. Um, it's like well, the other day when I was we're moving, up, again, moved a bunch of stuff around mystical wares. And somehow I hit my hand on something or other and and cut myself into it, well, my attention was somewhere else, usually in my head going about 100 miles an hour, so I didn't even pick up physically that I tore my hand open and I was bleeding. And again, we've all probably done this 
or stubbed our toe or sprained our ankle and didn't realize it until later in the night when we slowed down and our perception was free enough to where we could put it back physically and go, oh, damn, I did hurt myself. Or now that's really hurting. Um, it's that. So it's it's all always there. So just choose consciously to perceive it um, and or remotely. So um, lots ties into that one. <laughs> Is there anything you wanted to... Um, just come back around to Shungite. Uh, I like to tell people that it's um, it helps to restore balance. So when you're talking about like clearing your vessel, like eat, trying to eat clean or paying more attention to what you're putting in your body, not just in your body, on your body too. Um, Shungite, you know, helps to restore that balance. So it just brings you back to homeostasis. And there are other things that can do that as well. So um, but Shungite's a great tool to have. Yeah, Shungite's a great general one for everybody so it'll even you out because there's lots of energies or channels or call it wavy lines around your body you know your aura um and some of them are cohesive meaning in alignment and some are are <clears throat> overly charged or out of alignment you know different ways of describing it but you even out or become more cohesive around things like shungite or you can go hug a tree Go, and I'm not kidding, of course, or go put your bare feet in the sand, get around the ocean. It'll even out the energies that whole toroidal donut flow spinning around you. You want them not all merged together, but not disruptive. So, again, it's like having a really loud um, heavy metal song and then all of a sudden a slow love song. And then all of a sudden, uh, again, a different extreme or this, that and the other. It makes them it aligns you. That's why we often use the term I'm in alignment now or something. I'm cohesive or things like that. Um, the various layers around you uh, kind of sync up. And then when you're that way, you can experience your reality um, with less disruptions. So if, if when you're in alignment uh, and then somebody comes around you and they're angry or mad or something like that to be a different extreme, it won't affect you as much. But if you're in a state of angst or misalignment or, and again, you haven't had something like Shungite around you to help you release those excess or overage energies well then there's a lot going on it's like trying to do a math problem while you're stressed out about this other circumstance in your in your life happening or trying to drive through heavy traffic downtown seattle which happens to us sometimes and then all of a sudden you get asked this real technical question <clears throat> it's a percentage of your focus so meaning stay calm cohesive again shungite does that hugging trees again grounded or earthed um, salt baths will have a similar effect so then when you find yourself in these heightened states of anxiety or stress, again, either interacting with a different individual or driving through Seattle traffic or whatever traffic, um, you're more easily able to deal with it and or etheric attacks or hits. Let's say there's etheric bad guys out there. I'm just going to be real general and have fun with it. Um, and there are there's good, bad and indifferent entities out there. So let's say you are all of a sudden find yourself in an environment or interacting with one, an entity out of alignment with you, um, there's ways you can, you know, affect yourself. And that's, again, removing those excess energies. So, and that's Shungite, calming yourself, sitting down, meditating is another way of doing it. So there's, there's lots of ways, but just realize everything's energy and that, you know, not everything merges well together. Um, it's kind of like, you know, oil, I don't know if oil and water, I am so not a cook. But I know if you try and mix those two, they'll separate again out later. Um, I don't know if you have any input on any of that or not. But again, I'm just trying to get across and I keep babbling about it. Perceive your energies, your environment. 
um, on multiple levels, uh, and then you'll have more to work with. So then you'll, you'll have a larger understanding. And Nancy, I don't know if you have any, any input you wanted to add in that. I know I keep bringing it back around you, but you usually have some kind of story or input. <laughs> no, I'm just, uh, you know, I mean, everybody's got stories, but they are not seeing them. They see things and they don't realize that they're actually being led to a certain outcome. It's like, but we all have gone through where you go to search for something and you get a website and then you get, like, you go off on this focused emergence into this world of whatever it's leading you to and you finally wake up and you go, where the hell did I start? Right, you know, because now you're, but now you're on the what the information that you probably really needed and you didn't even know it was. I'm trying to demonstrate how there's so much guidance in our life that we just dismiss because we're not looking at it as a potential guidance. We probably follow it, but we don't really recognize it as you know the hand that is guiding. And I, I know the younger you are, the more that's not something in your reality. But as you get older, you find out like, wow, if I hadn't have done that, I never would have done this to do this. You know, and you see like this, it's not pre-programming. It's almost like signposts. You might want to look at me over here. Hello, hello. You know, and it could simply be, you know, a nothing thing that made you take a look at it. But pay attention to those things. Not because you need to get worried if you're not seeing them, but because later on in life those things may be important and you want to kind of like bracket it in with a recognition of, oh, you might be sometime in the future. You know, I want to keep this in mind so that my future self can look back and say, Ah, that's why we went to the right and not the left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, before I stepped foot in Mr. Ferrer's, there was a sign that almost stopped me from going in to the store. And I'm so happy that I didn't, um, that I continued into the store because I was just looking for Shungite. I'm like, why is there a psychic sign on the, <laughs> on the building? And I'm like, oh, because this is kind of where I'm supposed to be. So. <laughs> That was a funny one. Yeah, follow your signposts. Pay attention. I'm glad you pushed past that, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, yeah, it's uh, – <clears throat> and there's those – we'll just call them signs all through life. So, you know, sometimes being in an uncomfortable situation or environment is worth doing. Again, you may find yourself in the hot tub, but you'll even out. Um, or you'll, you know, really realize you shouldn't be there. Either way, you have a larger understanding. So then you'll avoid hot tubs or environments or places or people um, and or you'll, you'll put yourself around them and even back out, which is or become more heightened and be around those energies that are different. But, you know, sometimes we, we perceive energies or different things as negative or not for us just because they're different. But that's not always the case. It's like, you know, oh, yeah, I'm an ice cream guy. I love ice cream. So. If I'm a, you know, I have to be willing to try a new flavor once in a while to, to get that new best one. So, and that can be a person or again, or going a place or traveling to a state or whatever the deal is, but be open to experiencing something new 
Otherwise, you don't have those opportunities for expansion. You know, you're you're in that box. You're you're wearing the same clothes, having the same thoughts, the same feelings, going the same friends, and blah blah blah. Expand out so you have more options. There's there's a big buffet table out there of life. Um, take try everything and anything I suggest, and then when you find something not for you that that tastes bad or feels bad, don't put it back on your plate, and then remove that that is on your plate. So, but but be open to experiencing more. Um, more of your reality. And anything about because we didn't and the guest ones, we don't have anybody lined up right away. We are going to have Kat on in the future. Um, we're going to talk to her about that, Nancy as well, and get more into the um, you know different aspects there. And then, like I mentioned, Ty, um, did you want to bring it back? I, I, I've got I've got something you might want to you know toss mm -hmm. out there. It's it's definitely for this show but there I pl I'm going to play it tomorrow on uh, 5G Radio 5G at noon Eastern time tomorrow live but it is a talk by Thomas Sheridan regarding 9-11 and the supernaturalism of it I sent you a link did you get to listen to any of that no I got the link though I haven't listened to anything I got it this morning oh okay um, it's a fascinating discussion because what he shows on slides, and we talked about it last night on the Say What show too, um, what he shows on the slides are artwork and in two cases album covers that were made prior to 9-11 but are absolutely depicting the event. One of them was released on 9-11-2001. And what he was trying to demonstrate is how we're all linked at this super-consciousness level. And time and place does not exist. So when you have an event as, uh, let's say, as meaningful in so many ways as 9-11 you actually break up the time continuum. And so images of... I, these, these people are just like, are you kidding me? And, and I don't know how to stop this thing except to do that. Okay, so um, the 9-11 is such a big event that it actually shatters the time continuum so that our future selves that live through it and have these, you know, changes because of it, uh, feed back the information into the collective consciousness. And then people in the past all of a sudden connect to that same area, the same file in the collective consciousness, and do something that absolutely depicts it. And he puts out the concept that in 9-11, there was a tremendous, tremendous change. He actually says it's, it's, it was like a, uh, uh, what do they call those things? The space gate. Not a space gate, but, yeah, space gate. I Ta um, you know what I'm saying? Like portal? You think it a portal? A portal, type like, yeah, yeah, space portal type. You know, the ones where they jump through it and you're someplace else. <laughs> Okay, mm -hmm. that we actually went through that at that time. And he was saying to the audience, it's like, you know, 
that something that you're not the same person you were before 9/11 otherwise you wouldn't be here you know that something changed exactly then because there was this massive change and i just wondered uh you know what do you think about that because i absolutely agree with it i have no doubt in my mind that what he's presenting in that video is true but what do you think you cuz you can do the woo woo stuff <laughs> Yeah, no, that's no, it is. Yeah, yes. I mean, everything's true, of course, uh, if you can imagine it. So that's an easy one to default on. But no, even on from another level. Yes. And an add on to the again, what we'll call portals, vortexes, stargates, things like that. Um, you don't have to go through them physically. You don't. So often people think I have to go to the pyramids or I need this place in Mount Shasta on a certain mountainside and I need to knock twice and hold this feeling in my heart to enter and blah, blah, blah. No, you don't. You can, you're, an, you're an energy being, so why limit yourself to your physical body? Don't. Use your imagination, and yes, that means you can imagine us, uh, again, call it stargates, portals, whatever we want to call them, uh, an energy connection, and then choose to go through it energetically. And that can, and I've done this too with Shungai and things, so that means choosing to imagine that toroidal or donut field, maybe put yourself in the middle of it, already happy in love, more psychic, if that's something you want to do or more and whatever, again, whatever the thing is you want to maybe become more of. And then you can, you're in that energy. And then what I do is another add on to this etheric recipe, use the whole buckyball, the soccer ball, put that energy. Yes. You standing with a certain thought and feeling in that donut or toroidal shape in that energy container. So again, it's not like just taking a cup of water energy, throwing it up in the air and hoping for the best. No, you as a human entity in a crystalline environment, there's a reason I bring all this back, are, have the wherewithal to use the right container for the right job, and that's that buckyball. So imagining your physical crystalline structure in that, the end result, again, if it's more psychic, or you want to heal your tummy problems, or you want this, that, and the other, that's what's going to happen. You're, you're, so you're actually in a little stargate or a portal by doing that, a new energy environment. So it's not that there's a you enter this place and you go from A to B. No, there's no such thing as A to B anyway. There's just everything. So just realize you become more um, and, and you can do things like that. So, yeah, you can enter a Stargate. You can enter Mount Shasta. or and, and I'm just bringing that up as an example. It was on some show the other day. I've known about it for a while. But you can imagine and enter these places etherically armored, I would suggest. So you're not perceived by other energy beings in that environment otherwise it's like somebody does it to me remote views in a mystical wares well all my spider senses are going to go off if they didn't try and armor themselves um or they're out of alignment meaning i'm going to feel that disruption they're going to get my attention in 3d i'm going to slow down stop talking whoever i'm talking to turn on the woohoo abilities and i'm going to pick up on you you're not going to get by that um so meaning you can do it etherically so you don't have to actually go to these places physically and i know you weren't saying that you had to but I just wanted to expand all of our understanding and thought processes that, yes, you can do these things, but also realize that. So when you go in those environments, choose whether you want to maintain any of those energies or frequencies. So it's like, again, I'm a country guy. So if I go to some rap club and, and just nothing against rap, it's just, you know, different from country. So it could be blues or whatever. You're going to walk out of there singing those songs or humming that energy or frequency and it, it, unless you choose not to. So you have to get involved is what I'm saying. 
choose what to keep, what not to keep. So if you leave somewhere in a bad mood, it is a thought or feeling you can have or change to get you out of that energy. It's not knocking on wood or doing something physically. Um, so get in your head and this whole reality, and I'll be blunt, it's a head game. So do it, play the game in your head and you're gonna have more of an effect rather than the 3D widgets. Not that they don't work or have an effect, um, but yeah, get in your head and play those head games and realize that. So yeah, go go explore places. If you choose to and you have the wherewithal to armor yourself, meaning stay in the love energy, um, and then you can go go experiencing things. So I know that's a little bit off the wall in what we were talking about with the, the different vortexes and stuff, but do you have anything you want to add in on that, Jalissa? Not, um, well, a little bit. You were talking about, you know, going to a concert and feeling the energy. And it's like that saying about feeding off of each other's energy. It's like when you do like a run and you have all these different people in there, it's like you usually people have like better time because they're feeding off each other's energy and they're able to go faster, or do better, uh, do records. And it's like, yeah, you can literally jump in and swim along with it or resist. And I guess there's a lot of things that uh, that would depend on, but um, it's like your environment, you can feed off the energy or you can do something different. That's a good example, actually, because I'm an ex-runner, ex because I'm getting older, but I used to run when I was younger as well, different races, triathlons, biathlon, all just different stuff. Um, and that's right. You feel somebody kind of kicking up, coming close to you. All of a sudden, you can what we call pull from deep down. Uh, no, it's all around you. Just generate it. It's energy. Choose on what form to experience that energy in. And in the running analogy, physical strength. I'm all of a sudden going to get, you know, reach from deep down and get that last burst of sprinting or whatever. Well, that can be healing energy so not just the the racing or running uh, analogy we're using right now but it can be a healing one to heal yourself or others or to perceive the remote viewing thing um to do that as well you can it can all be generated there's energy everywhere there's no way not to be around energy it is abundant you're not getting away from it period so once you know that use it choose in what form to have that energy calm strength um creative metaphysical get all woo close your eyes imagine some far off place and you're going to start focusing in on that a different energy so it's it's always there it's just ingredients now choose what to do with your ingredients um and that's, that's your thoughts feelings and the available energies did um, so we get off track with the vortex and portals <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't know if you want to bring us back around nancy or not but we end up going all over the place as you know um no, no, <clears throat> I just thought that it was an interesting um, concept, you know, that and so many of us have, you know, just this stark realization, but a lot of changes occurred at that point in time. I mean, time continuum crashing and all sorts of stuff. So we've been in, in this project, <laughs> this, new, this new path, you know, for the last 20 years. This has not been just something that, you know, crept up on us. No, we've been doing this for the last 20 years. What did we learn? What are we going to come to the, you know, how, how what, what kind of future are we going to build? Yeah, that, no, yeah, pay attention to your reality. Because even 9-11, you can take, you know, look at it from a different route, not all negative, but realize that, well, circumstances happen. 
Um, and that gave some individuals an opportunity to realize that, have those aha moments or epiphanies to realize, wait, there's more. Planes can't fly that way. And this didn't happen. What do you mean? Three buildings crumbled. I thought only two got hit, where most people forget about that whole building seven. And we're not getting into a 9-11 chat here. But it's these little aha moments or reminders go, well, wait a minute. Uh, fire here, there, wherever, just all of a sudden pancaked an entire building and another one and another. What the heck? Well, now maybe see that as a not the circumstance or event as a positive thing, but the fact that you are using that opportunity to expand yourself and your understanding to realize, oh, wait a minute, maybe it wasn't quite like they say it happened. And maybe there is more behind that scenario. And it wasn't just, you know, this, that, and the other. So, but also the, on the positive note, without those circumstances or instances, how do you have the opportunity or many of us that are too distracted with 3D stuff? Because again, we're kept that way for a reason, having to work nine to five jobs and or more than that, two, three jobs sometimes, it depends, um, just to pay the 3D bills. So not dissing anybody, but sometimes we do need those extreme, um, again, situations so that we're all forced to perceive it and then to realize and then hear others. Well, I want to just tell people that I've written a book. Uh, it's called The 9-11 Crusade. You can go to CosmicReality.com, which you're on if you've been listening to this, and you can go over to the Books and Blog uh, uh, tab. Click on that, and you can find a fiction. It's a fiction that takes fact and puts it in the mouths of characters because so many people, especially way back when I wrote it, could not really get their heads around. They'd gone through post-traumatic stress type of stuff. But you can get a PDF of it. It's a free PDF. You can buy the book if you want it. But there's a free PDF on the website that you can just download. And you'll see the facts of 9-11. You know, not what they were telling us, but the facts. And uh, it's a fiction. So, you you know, and it's a pretty good story. So uh, I just wanted people to know about that, that... Um, if you've forgotten or you want to take another look at it or, you know, you were too young to even have experienced it, it's a good place to start, in my opinion. Because I've read it. Not because I wrote it, but because I've read it. <laughs> I just wanted to yeah. toss that out. No, I'm glad you did, actually, because we actually carry that here in Mystical Wares as well. So that, that book's available here, um, along with Shungite Reality. and So, oh, no, no, definitely worth expanding everything is worth looking at and there's no such thing as right or wrong. There's just levels of perception. And then again, take what's good for you or works for you and leave the rest behind. Maybe it'll be something for you later. Be it the book or any of our conversation, these podcasts, whatever, just realize, you know, you don't have to take it all and run with it. It's just, just information. Yeah. Just be open-minded. Some things might not resonate with you and that's okay too. Yep, and actually that ties on the whole 9-11 thing and, and, and or the reality we find ourselves now with the whole COVID drama. Um, you know, maybe you have a certain understanding of, of each of these circumstances. I know they're completely different, um, but and that'll expand. It's like learning any information for the first time. Let's say you're in your first math class in school or whatever age that happens. Well, it's not like you usually didn't sit down and learn arithmetic, you know, division and fractions and this that and the other and oh i get it completely the first time uh, no usually it's a whole nother language and you're like what in the heck why are you carrying this number and bracketing that one and whatever and i'm horrible at math i'm as good at math as i am cooking 
So I have no idea what I'm talking about. But I know that when you get into it initially, it's like a whole nother language. Um, and then, you know, maybe you find a calculator that can help you out. <laughs> so, yeah, but yeah, just realize that there are tools. And that's why I made the calculator joke. You know, there's always a tool to help you out. It's not that you have to get into every intricacy of it all, but, you know, realize it's something um, and then just choose on what level of, of your perception you want to share with that. Um, really quickly, since we're getting short on time, um, just visit us on our website and we're going to start having classes come back on and get more stuff going at mysticalwares.com because we've been kind of on pause for a little bit. So sorry for people that have been waiting for the classes. We'll get those going again as soon as we can. Yeah, lots of changes coming on there. So that's a great suggestion on on mysticalwares.com and you can lots to branch off from there. There's even a, a Shungite beehives um, page on the website and it gets into the Shungite grid and links to all our shows from there. Um, not just the Shungite reality ones, but metaphysical perspectives, cosmic reality, all of them. Uh, so there's lots happening. And then again, like you mentioned here in the store, we're going to ramp up events and fairs, um, consignment spots for those individuals that, that, you know, what I jokingly call widgets make different um, items, be it pendants or, or who knows, um, you know, to share and, and get their stuff out in the community. So that'll happen as well. So lots happening. We're checking out the website and then always new Shungai products. Um, like we, I think we mentioned, I don't know if it was this show or the last one, but we talked about the Shungai um, buttons and, and there's different little paw print pendants. So again, this all ties back into the metaphysical perspective of energy and there's more to our reality. Hence, our animals need those energy clearing or moving devices around them too. Um, and that's why I was bringing up maybe those those buttons or the little paw key change or dog um, pendants kind of thing. So yeah, we even have those like little bowls or containers now too. To oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, Nancy, we brought those back online. Um, I sent you a couple a couple of years ago. Little tiny. Some of them are hexagon bowls. Some are little just faceted bowls made of the shungite silver powder. Um, so, and those would be beneficial because it's an environment and now in the shape of holding something. So if we're talking the little shungite and silver resin bowls, eh, they, they vary in size, but say three inches across or so, well, it's probably a good idea to put your prescription drugs in there, something like that for a time to have an effect on them. And we actually have a, a friend here at the store who picked up one of these little shungite bowls and he's going to feed his, he has a, oh, a chameleon. So he has a lizard. He's going to put the little mealworms and crickets and whatever little goodies he feeds him in that shungite bowl. So there's lots. And that's just, again, I want to bring that up as a, you know, kind of a not extreme, but a, a off the normal use for those things. So get creative. There's a lot you can do with them. Again, taking advantage of the, the energies and environment. And we talked about it before. You can make etheric ones as well. So if you can't just afford this, that, or the other widget, be it Shungai stuff or a crystal or whatever, well, then sit down and imagine it. And you're going to have an effect regardless on whatever that is. You don't even have to have salt in your bathtub. Imagine if you're in that bath and you want that whole salt bath or the electron exchange. Imagine it. The energy is going to move. you got to wrap up. Yep. Actually, I'll say, I'll say thank you to everybody. I appreciate you all being here. Thank you, Nancy and Jalissa. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, Derek. And Sam Squatch will work on opening that portal here in Mystical Wares. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> you have been listening to Metaphysical Perspectives, brought to you by mysticalwares.com and produced.
produced by CosmicReality.com. Thank you for listening.